Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, UX designer and podcast host at Users First. And this is a recorded message from the future. Yeah, you guessed it. That's right. I'm in 2022. And I just added this short audio in the episode because I want to let you know that the episode you're about to listen belongs to the old season of the podcast. However, if you want to listen to shorter, better audio quality podcasts and a way better intro, skip to the new area and start listening to the episodes that have the new graphics. A little bit about myself if you don't know anything. I began studying UX design in 2019. Starting out, believe me, it wasn't easy. And after a few months of studying, reading books and networking, grinding really hard, I landed my first role in UX and decided to open a podcast and a blog to share actually my own experiences so far and, and from the experts that I've been talking to as well. Man, since my first role, I've been learning so much from the smartest people in the field. And now I've been handling successfully my career and I want to help you too. So I can teach you the ropes, become confident in UX, land the dreams role in tech that you've been dreaming about for all these years. And my job is going to be simply to inspire you and bring the most experienced guests on the podcast for you. If you want to build your network, improve your UX skills in a fun way and learn about job opportunities, Join our Discord channel, it's free, and I post UX quizzes there, and even have giveaways for you, I mean, uh, for the winners of the podcast. We have leaderboards and levels for the people who engage the most, and, you know, when you are in the top of the leaderboard and win the quizzes, not only you are given a shout-out in my episodes to show you, like, my full appreciation, but you'll also receive gifts from me. And to the ones that reach the highest level, I will even be sharing the secret sources with you of my career and give you access to my personal UX playbook and the books that influenced me the most in my career. Please don't join in too many, or I will literally go broke if I send gifts to everybody. Nah, I'm just kidding. Go check it out for real. And you know, if you want to help me pay off my expenses for the podcast, you can join our Patreon channel. And or you know, if you don't want to join Patreon, you can even uh, offer me a, a cheap coffee every month. You can access all of these from my website. It's UsersFirstPodcast.com. Hey, enjoy my oldest episodes. Peace out now. Bye. Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Alessio Ferracudi, and today we'll be interviewing uh, Florian Van Schreven, the founder of a new and uh, up-and-coming prototyping software known as Wizard. Enjoy this episode with me and Florian, and here we go. Welcome to the User's First Podcast by Alessio UX, where we interview user experience designers and many other digital experts who focus on building products and services that delight users. And what is the number one rule of every product or business? It's that users always come first. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here, Eliseo. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for taking the time to, to come to the podcast. It's great to have you here. And uh, lots of people are talking about your software, so it, it it's getting it's getting its name out there. It's great news. Little by little, we're getting there, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Where where, where are you right now, uh, Florian? So I'm right now calling you from Amsterdam. Uh, we have the team is mainly based in uh, in Europe in general. Uh, most of the team is based in Copenhagen, and then for the rest, a handful are working remotely from uh, different countries within Europe, and then one in uh, in America. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Um, let's talk about the, the, the tool that you're building, which is uh, quite interesting. And uh, I would like to ask you like, uh, later some general questions. But for the ones that don't know, um, what is Wizard? So Wizard is a uh, prototyping platform uh, that is made to create prototypes in the easiest and fastest manner. So what we've done is that we've uh, leveraged the power of uh, AI, or more specifically machine learning, to convert hand-drawn wireframes. So a UX designer can just sketch everything on a whiteboard, on a piece of paper, on his tablet, on any surface that he would think of, and then just sketch that, snap a picture of it, and within a handful of seconds, we convert that automatically to a digital user interface that can be linked within them, and a full prototype can be created within minutes rather than hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, I've seen that um, it's um, when I was using the, 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 the beta version of uh, Wizard, there is a beta version that uh, for now is, is free, by the way. And I, I was noticing that uh, mainly, mainly the, the frames are, are um, for mobile. Is there also frames for, for desktop as well? Yes, exactly. So um, we're now in the private beta. We keep on developing the tool further and further. Uh, the main focus we've had at the beginning was around the mobile apps in general. So this most is the used. one that we, uh, we've trained the model the most, and it's the ones that, that produces the best results. But we right now, uh, a few months ago, launched the desktop version of it as well, which we can see uh, is, is getting more and more accurate, and more and more people are using it as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really good. Uh, you know, it makes absolutely sense because there is actually a lot of controversy. People say uh, desktop is still used a lot and mobile, like so-so, you know, but it's not true. Actually, the statistics says that like, probably 80% of the people use mobile for, you know, like searches and stuff like that. You know, like exactly. when you go on the bus, yeah. right, you're not, you're not going to bring your laptop. You check your phone for everything. So it just, it just makes sense. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the numbers exactly, but uh, they're good. They're good. They, we're, we're, we're becoming... Um, mobile mobile users i think we are already absolutely and i think top of mind we're still having around uh, over two and a half thousand apps being created on a daily basis how many, how so many? you can really see two and a half thousand on a daily basis Whoa. so you can exactly the uh, the uh, on a worldwide scale the uh, the magnitude of, of the amount of people that are creating apps in general on a daily basis is tremendous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it, it'd be interesting to know how many of those are actually successful um, absolutely <laughs> yes, I think the rate is low. Um, startups, right? Startups are uh, quite Absolutely. an interesting subject. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that you worked in, in the past as uh, an SEO analyst. I, I was looking at your profile. And how did you, my question is, you know, um, amazing software, again, uh, you know, uh, covers a lot of um, user experience designers' uh, frustrations. It really solves a lot of our problems. How did you come to know user experience design in the first place? Yeah. Now, so like you said, I, uh, I indeed went uh, more in depth with SEO in general. That was around 10 years ago. Um, the general interest came because I have, I have a strong interest in the web industry in general. So um, by focusing on SEO, I was also playing around building my own little websites. I'm myself not a front-end developer, so I was mainly using other tools that would help me do the, do the job for me. So a WordPress, a Drupal, Week, Squarespace, all these other tools that you can use. And um, I quickly realized that these tools are not the best for SEO optimization in general. To be able to have performant and fast websites, you need to be able to create them from bottoms up. And that's when I started looking a little bit closer to the web development industry in general. And this is where, when building my own websites, also through WordPress, I also very quickly 
uh, realize the importance of UX on a website. That it's not only about having the things on there and that's it, but the, the entire user journey and the experience that the user gets while browsing through the application on the website is actually absolutely core. Cool. You can have great SEO on any website, direct all the traffic to your website, but if your website itself doesn't work well, you lose everything again. And that's actually what triggered me to go more into that aspect of the, uh, the entire workflow. I com completely agree, and uh, that makes absolutely sense. I always think about it. Um, some time ago, I was in our um, SEO workshop, and um, uh, only a few people knew what UX design is. And to me, that that was uh, quite interesting because, um, you know, as a UX designer, I know very well what SEO is, and I, I know that there has to be uh, in a startup. So I, I was quite surprised that not many people actually knew uh, what UX, UX design actually is. And I think in the, in the digital industry, that's 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 a lack that's a lack of knowledge. Um, as a, as a SEO or digital expert, you should you should know what's around you. So that's Absolutely. great that you knew that ten years ago. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, like as I mentioned earlier, like this is a tool that satisfies a lot of people's problems. And like you know, being an SEO analyst, you you come across uh, user experience design, but how did you come across such specifics of frustrations and pains of designers? Because it, this software solves all their problems. It makes everything basics. Uh, um, there is not overload of information, which is extremely user-friendly. Uh, how did you figure all these things out? Well, it came, uh, it came little by little. Um, so when working more closely to the web development industry rather than the, the SEO in general, uh, that's when I noticed as well that when creating apps and creating websites, uh, the amount of iterations needed to create a good website, which is very important, is tremendous. But on top of that, there's also a lot of the aspects where there's a lot of redundant work, where there's just manual work that needs to be done to go from one phase to another. That's uh, what we see a lot as the dead ends within the workflow as well. And that's during, for example, the ideation phase when you're sketching, you have all your ideas on sketches. But from that, you cannot use these artifacts to go further and do something else with them. So you need to start again on a computer, recreate the prototype. This all gets created. And then again, before it gets shipped to the developer, it's a dead end. The developer needs to recreate everything. So at the time, I was working with uh, one of the other co-founders, Henrik. We were working on a different startup. Uh, there was no revolutionary new technologies, but it was more uh, combining existing technologies to make front-end developers uh, better, uh, more efficient and happier. Uh, at that point, Tony, another of the co-founders, he um, had expertise with machine learning, and he was trying to solve also the, the needs and wants of designers and developers within the web development industry, but with the approach of leveraging machine learning to be able to use that to automate the redundant parts. He had reached out to us at that point, and that's when we were like, okay, this, we strongly believe that this was the only feasible way to be able to create meaningful things from the artifacts created from, the, from, from designers and everything. What I mean with that is, for example, with the coding output, we believe that the only way to be able to get meaningful code is that if the person or the software that codes the application actually understands the entire intent around it. And we believe that that's only achievable through software, through machine learning. So at that point, that's when we combined all of us together with also a fourth co-founder that is fully focused on infrastructure of the entire website and everything. So we had very complementary skills. And then what we did is we did market research. So we went out, talked to as many UX designers as possible, and really tried to, to um, identify the pain points. And that's when we realized very fast, 
again, these dead ends, the redundant work, the boring parts where they need to redo something that they have already done. So we decided to try to automate that as much as possible. And that's when we realized that we could start with uh, computer vision, more specifically, that we could start all the way at the beginning of the workflow. And that was taking these hand-drawn sketches that around 87% of the people start with in the industry, and then actually convert them to digital prototypes. And that's a little bit how we, uh, we came along with the idea and, and we went forward with it. But the main thing was once we had the idea, getting out there and talking to as many UX designers as possible to just validate that the assumptions that we had, that this would actually help them work correct. Absolutely. Oh, I, I love that. That sounds amazing. Um, and the person, the person that you're co-founding with is the same person that got you on board at the beginning? So in terms of co-founding, we're four in the, in the company. But uh, the previous company I was working on, another startup, but also within the same industry, that was with Henrik, one of the other co-founders. And then the CEO of the company, Tony, he's the one that is responsible for all the machine learning. And then we have Jonas as well, like I said, that does the infrastructure and security. But so we co-founded everything with the four of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in a few words, uh, like, um, well, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious already, like um, Wizard, um, definitely through machine learning can reproduce sketches to prototypes uh, real quick in, in, in very simple words. But I also, I also noticed that um, it does other things. It has some other features that are quite unique. And my question was to you, like, um, what other things can Wizard do that other uh, tools are not doing nowadays, which is not a secret. It, it, Wizard is quite innovative and some other uh, tools nowadays are not doing this. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, looking at it without, without a doubt, uh, we're the first ones that have gone for the wireframe conversion, like you said. So being able to just take any physical hand-drawn sketch of a website or app and directly translate this into a, um, a digital prototype. But in addition to that, it also has to do, for example, with the code generation that we do. Uh, we've been praised by all the developers, and that's also because three of the co-founding teams are developers themselves with the quality of the code that we can produce directly through the software. And this is something that is also achieved thanks to the uh, machine learning algorithms that we have around it. Uh, but that's something that's definitely praised upon. Some of the other things that we've added within the platform as we went along is also um, other features that you could find in different prototyping platform where you can have all the pre-made components and just drag and drop them on the wireframe that you've converted, for example. You can all start one completely from scratch, but you can easily sketch something, convert it, see it digitally, and then decide, ah, I would like to add a text here. I would like to add a switch. And this is all also possible within the tool. So you can convert it digitally and also work upon it and go mm -hmm. forward just to finish a full prototype. Wow. And, and um, have you had anyone so far that actually has built an application uh, through Wizard and uh, developed it as well uh, through the code that was generated through Wizard? So we're in the middle of it, actually, because so, uh, as we're working with the prototypes and we help on the ideation phase, this is very early in the process. We've opened the private beta not too long ago, so we haven't seen the uh, projects go to the full, to, to the end, uh, full development. But what we see right now, uh, especially in the last few months, is a lot more numbers of very big prototypes aimed at creating an entire platform. So these are the ones that we're monitoring closely and very excited to see once they will see the light of day when they're fully developed. For sure, and and uh, what's what's the feedback uh, from this from the designers so far uh, testing the the beta version? Yeah, so it's been it's been very positive. Um, the possibility to be able to um, convert one of these sketches to, to digital prototypes is is what they like 
a lot, especially for UX designers. So we can see that we UI designers that have much more the habit to manipulate vectors and pixels and to have the granular customization ability, they like going back to tools like Figma, a sketch, a, any of the design tools. But a true UX designer that is really focused on the user journey, on the flow and everything within the application, they're the ones that they don't especially care during this phase if the button is two pixels more to the right or two pixels more to the left. They care about or the relationship of all the components that is within the page and if the user journey is there. These designers, they really like it. A lot of the, um, of the feedback that we received early on is what we've added within the two in between. So it is the ability to continue building the prototype that you've already started with the power of the conversion from wireframe, but to be able to take it to the next level and really polish it. So being able to add elements, delete elements, and you name it. Actually, it's great that you mentioned that uh, because I was going to ask you this, and it is as as I was going through the private beta, um, that was clear as the day to me that there was a tool just for UX designers because first off, it's simple to use, and um, to be honest, myself as a UX designer, I don't like uh, I don't like too many features. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, and and I I just want to I don't care I don't care about the 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 color uh, the colors and I don't care about like the buttons, shapes, and so on. I just care exactly. about the content. And uh, I, I really feel personally when I was using it, I felt like um, it was giving me the, the option to be focusing on content rather than than the design itself, right? Then That's it, exactly The it. UI designer can focus more on that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, amazing. I uh, love it. Um, how, how many months, how many months uh, did it take you to... to um, um, to actually start uh, making these uh, software, like the whole research of UX designers? So we started the company at the end of 2017. So it's already been two and a half years in the making now. At that point, we just had a small research paper as a, as a toy example, just with the thought of, we know somewhat how to build this, but there was still very much research and development. From then, we raised our first round of funding in 2018 that allowed us to make a, a strong MVP from it, uh, get some market traction as well, and then onboard a handful of the alpha testers right at the beginning. From there, we raised the second round, which is fully focused on creating this private beta that we see now. So it's taking around two and a half years. We now have a team of 15 people with extremely smart, smart people inside of it to be able to get all these models to work in the right way. It is cutting-edge technology. It is very difficult to, to uh, push it forward. We cannot always Google the solutions because the solutions aren't there yet. So it's a lot of research and development. But after two and a half years, this is the stage where we're at. This is, this is great. And how, how does it feel personally as a, as a co-founder of a company uh, to, be, to be on the way to achieving something? It feels absolutely amazing. Just being able to hire people and to see uh, them create and, and the, the level of innovation as well that they're bringing into the team uh, is absolutely amazing to see. Yeah, I love it, man. I really like the energy that you're bringing along here. That's mm -hmm. great. Um, you know, uh, you, you mentioned that the software is um, mainly for UX designers. And in which stage uh, of a project do you think is most beneficial, beneficial to you be using uh, Wizard, uh, the, the prototyping software? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's very beneficial very early into the workflow. So it's very much during the ideation phase. Um, so what we see is that, indeed, it, it's really good for a UX design in general. 
But what we've seen as well is that uh, if you know the, the design sprint, the Google design sprint for the five-day sprint, a lot of different profiles of people are also taking part in that sprint. And you're thinking of a chief of product, a product manager, user researcher, or other ones. And all these non-designers that also take part of this entire workflow and ideation phase, they can also make use of the tool. Um, what we've noticed is that during the collaboration with UX designers and, for example, product managers, uh, when ideating and creating new things, the product managers and themselves do not always have the skills to create prototypes in more complex tools. It is therefore also a lot more difficult for them to translate or to communicate the ideas that they have in their head because they cannot create them visually. And that's why we see that there's also a lot of misunderstanding when the UX designer is tasked to try to create what the product manager has within his head. And that's where frustration erupts as well. So the aim of this tool is really, it, it's targeted towards the UX designer, but that anyone during this ideation phase, so that the product manager can also translate his, his ideas visually and then communicate them to a UX designer can, that can take them further. So it's really anyone that takes part in the ideation phase in these design sprints, for example. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if I was a product manager, for example, would you suggest me to be um, sketching on paper first, taking a picture and then uh, going on prototyping or uh, straight prototyping with the, with the buttons and icons that are available in the private beta? It very much depends to what you, what you prefer doing. What we see is that the sketching by hand is a very collaborative thing that you can do on a whiteboard during a meeting or something. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's the power of being able to just quickly sketch something rather than doing it on the computer. Doing it on the computer is often more a thing you do alone at home. This being said, we've also incorporated all the collaboration features that you would imagine in these prototyping tools, especially right now with the situation in the world where people need to work from home. It has now also become an extremely nice tool where people can just get something at home and they can share it right away with the entire team, which is based in a different country, in a different setting, in a different city, because everyone's working from home. So what we've seen is that even though at the beginning we started with a tool that was really aimed at being used during meeting and brainstorming in person, it's actually shifted to becoming tremendously valuable for people working from home to be able to still collaborate together on these early prototypes and just send their ideas across. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed that. And um, there is also like a comment um, comment option, so stakeholders can take part in the project and they can they they can comment. Uh, you can share with other people. Um, I guess it works uh, like an invitation link. So it, it, this this is the perfect tool for now. And uh, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to to, to mention something um, for the people that perhaps prefer sketching. Or, or also for the people that perhaps don't don't know how to sketch at all, um, there is a sketching guy that is provided by Wizard, so you don't you don't have to make anything up. You can just uh, look at the guide, uh, look at the boxes, and look at the icons, and uh, basically just follow the guide and and uh, sketch whatever you want. It's pretty simple. Uh, you don't have to be a graphic designer to do that. And um, once you take a photograph, it will be translated into a prototype. You just need to be uh, following the guide uh, step by step, and which is very simple, by the way. I was looking at it um, yesterday, and it's um, it's like just a few pages, and it was very, very clear to me. Very good. Exactly. Yeah, now the, the entire aim of the guide, the way we've looked at it, is that instead of creating our own language of how these, these sketches work, we just went talking to as many UX designers and we adopted what the, most of the people were doing. So exactly like you're saying, representing an image could be is a, is a box with a cross inside of it. 
the little scribble line means that it, it would be text. And uh, for the people that don't know this, this language, we indeed created the sketching guide that they can just look at. Mm -hmm. Of course, that, that's, a, that's a very clever decision. Um, how long um, will the beta uh, version uh, be free for? Yeah, so the, uh, well, the, the beta will be free as long as it's in private beta. Uh, so we, we've been in beta for a few months now, um, and we're moving towards uh, the, the public launch of the company. Once we launch it publicly, we will add a price tag to it. But as long as it's still in a private beta, we'll keep it for free. Of course. So this is, a, this is um, directed to the listeners. This is a good time to be using the private beta. And then if you like it, uh, please uh, pay for it and support uh, businesses, small businesses and people uh, clever like Florian. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, he spent a lot of months uh, researching UX designers. And, you know, the, the few, I, have, I have to say, like, few people do that. Um, like just trying to empathize with, with people and understand their frustrations and their problems like uh the, the whole process behind is really really good when i was looking at the product uh, when i was looking at the at the prototyping tool for the first time i was very very impressed and i was like okay wow this is solving all my frustrations uh usually i don't like uh, prototyping tools because they have they're, they're very overwhelming with information uh there is too many features and so on and um, I just want to focus on content, to be honest. But sometimes I feel, I feel like the content, my content is being taken away because I am trying to understand all these features. And that's okay. taking away um, my mind from my job. And I'm not a UI designer, so I shouldn't be focusing on all those features. But uh, Wizard could allow me to do that. And that was great. I, I, really, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, what's, what's been like? Uh, one of the biggest challenges um, throughout the making of Wizard. Make, a startup is never easy. A startup is indeed never easy. Um, there, there's a handful of things that you need to do. Being able to get investment from the right people that can help you bring the, the, um, the, the product forward and everything. But I think the biggest challenge that we've had is that since we're working on such a cutting edge technology, is getting the right people on board is really very early on focusing on hiring the most talented people but that also complement each other as much as possible because as i said earlier we cannot google our answers we need to come up with them it is all research and development so that's been really shaping the right team with the right skills that complement each other to really just bring cutting edge technology to the market is what has been the biggest challenge at the beginning but what we've managed to overcome very fast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, how, how did you find other, other people that uh, you thought they might be interested in uh, working with you and bring value to your company? Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the company itself was born on a research paper that got a lot of traction. So right from the beginning, uh, the company was already listed as a company that was really trying to push uh, technology forward and the research in general, the entire field forward. This helps a lot with recruiting very... Um, innovative and people that and engineers that want to push the research to the next level people that want to be able to publish papers and everything so that's been one of the things uh, the second one is also the culture that we've built internally we have a remote culture for example people can work from wherever they want uh, we know that being able to attract the best engineers in the world also means that it's going to be very difficult to all find them within the same town so being able to create this culture where anyone can work from anywhere has allowed us to recruit the talents that we needed, regardless of where they were positioned. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I can see that, and that's great. You know, um, what's you know, what, if you if you had to, you know, if I was a startup, 
right? Um, if I was um, making a startup right now and you had an advice uh, for me, uh, what would it be? One valuable advice that will help me structure my startup. Well, I mean, the, the advice that you get from absolutely everyone is just go for it. There's no secret around it. You need to go, you need to put the effort into it, build an MVP, start testing it and go forward. But I would say something that we've done a lot when uh, starting with Wizard is reaching out to other previous successful founders and try to find someone that is somewhat in the same position as you, uh, being or a technical founder or someone more on the business side, no matter what, and try to find someone that can be a mentor. So someone that has gone through or the experience of starting a company and that can at these crucial times just give you a good tip of who i would watch out on this one or i would go this way for example and that can help a lot but at the end of the day it's all about just doing it it's about moving forward getting out there working on the idea and moving forward mm -hmm. love it man uh great great advice uh you know uh, what's it what's it like to be working from um amsterdam um you know being a startup you work remotely as well right I work remotely now. So I've been based in, in Copenhagen for the entire birth of the company, and I've actually relocated just over a month ago. Um, but being in, in Europe in general and in Northern Europe, it, it's been great building the startup. Also the experience building the startup in Denmark, a smaller country with not as many people, uh, it's extremely easy to reach out and to get in touch with other startups or other scale-ups or successful companies that were launched not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And this what, was the- Why is it easier? It is, uh, I think what is so easy is because of a small country, you feel this, this, this feeling of family within the entrepreneurship world, which means that when we were starting before our first investment, when absolutely no one had heard of us, we were already reaching out to companies that were worth hundreds of millions in the meantime, uh, just reaching out to the founders saying, we're here in Denmark, we're creating a startup. We would love to grab a coffee with you to just ask a few things and hear from your experience. And yeah, we would just receive an answer right away, like the email within a day, an answer, and then without a problem, people would come sit with us. So the openness and the, the sense of wanting to help each other within the startup world, especially in the Nordic community, what we felt, that's, that's, that made it, yeah, that made it very great. That's, uh, you know, that's I, really I can relate to that. Uh, now that you just made me think about it, I can see the same thing in UX design. I, I, was, um, I was working in Canada a few years ago and, uh, you know, Canada is North America, United States type of thing, yeah. big place. Um, it's, you know, it's a different culture from, from Europe. It's, it's way bigger. Okay. But uh, right now I'm living in Scotland and um, in Scotland is such a small place, right? It's like Denmark. There's not many people. People are yeah. more um, uh, approachable, like you said, right? Approachable, exactly. Exactly. So it's easier, it's just easier to go grab a beer with them or a coffee because they live uh, like 20 minutes away from you. In the big cities like, uh, I, I don't know, like I can give an example like Rome or, or Chicago or Los Angeles, you have to meet someone, you have to travel one hour and a half. And yeah. so it, it's a big problem, but in these uh, places, it's so easy to meet everyone. There is like meetups in the place. I'm sure in Denmark it must be like um, uh, entrepreneurial meetups or design meetups, Absolutely. stuff like yes. that. There is a lot Absolutely. of these things, which is quite exciting. And in Scotland, uh, yeah, there is a there is a very strong community of design. Everybody knows each other. Uh, it's quite simple. Um, it, it's really good. I really like uh, this kind of uh, northern um, culture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's great. No, it's been it's been awesome being here. It's been awesome being able to talk about the tool, and I hope that uh, the listeners will want to try it out. Uh, right now, we're still in the private beta, so as we mentioned earlier, it's free. You can just sign up straight away on the website wizard.io mm-hmm. and uh, see see how um, the the future of UX design and everything will be shaped with these new toolings that are coming with. Yeah, that sounds exciting, man. Um, yeah, that's great. So, uh, Wizard, you can you can go on the website. It's wizard.io, and uh, go check it out. Sign up to the pri- uh, to the private beta. Uh, check it out. Enjoy it and use it for your projects. See you next time. Have a good night.